Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. I've been sitting here at my desk in my place this afternoon, and I was going through all of our models after market close, and I was not planning on recording this podcast whatsoever. I just all of a sudden had this random thought hit me, and I was like, oh, man, I'm on a roll here. So we're going for it. (laughs) So like I said, I'm looking through my models, looking at returns, seeing how all the investments are doing, and I'm just seeing a trend here. It's getting me really excited because it's really backing up what I've been talking about so much through these last couple of months. And I'll tell you what, as it was making me think about this big comparison that I'm seeing between investing and riding young horses. And guys, I'm no horse trainer. I don't want to get bucked off. I will not act like I'm going to spur one out of a buck. <laughs> but I have ridden a fair share of younger, still green rope horses. But you know, you can compare this analogy whether you train dogs, birds, monkeys, whatever the heck you might have trained before. There's so many similarities with it and investing and financial planning, the whole deal. All right, so if you've been listening for a little while, then you're probably really familiar with my horse that I call the puppy. He's my little bay horse. Uh, Bay's the color, he's a a brown color, super good looking, slick brown. He's seven years old this year. And we got him as a four or five year old, I can't really remember. We get most of our horses from the same exact ranch out in New Mexico. They get started out there, they're ranched on, they grow up getting branded on, gathering cows. So they, they always have a pretty good foundation by the time they get to our house. But I'll tell you what, when we first got him, I struggled with him. I don't think I'd ever been on a horse that was so athletic and just so talented as he was. And he didn't really know how to handle it and I didn't really know how to handle it either. So when I finally had started roping on him and and trying to get him better, we had a ton of issues. He was blowing up in the box. So the box, right, that's where you back in before the steer takes off, before you go chase him. So when they're standing in there, it's like a runner starting on the running blocks, my dad always says right there. They're standing there waiting and tensed up because when the gate opens and the cow runs, you ask them to run as hard as they can and then run around the corner and stop as hard as they can, all just super fast. So a lot of horses, they get nervous in the box if you don't do it correctly and you run too many steers on him. And I wasn't running a lot of steers on him. He just has such a high motor and he's so athletic. He just would get a little nervous in there. So I, I was struggling with him in there. He'd, he'd want to run out of there or, or he'd freeze up and not want to move. We just had lots of problems. He was also really cowy, meaning that whenever we'd chase a steer, if the cow made a tiny little movement, he would make a huge one to try to compensate for it and and almost beat the cow to places. And it's hard to rope on a horse when they're doing that because they're constantly moving around from underneath you. So we really struggled with that. He was scotching me all the time. He'd run up there and then stop and then go and stop and then go. He was cutting corners. I mean, we just had a ton of issues going on. Not major issues, but it just made it tough. And looking back now, it's so funny. You know, I, I would get so frustrated with him. 
and I just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I wanted him to work good now. Like, my good gray horse, his name is Cash. He's so solid now. Nothing phases him. I mean, you could light a firecracker under his belly. I don't think he'd even move. If you're riding him and you're just sitting there and you don't have a run for too long, he'll just take a nap. <laughs> I mean, he's been through it all. He's the same day in and day out. You could not ride him for months, jump on him, warm him up a little bit, and he'll probably work great for you. So, you know, when I would go to ropings, I'd rope on cash in the tougher ropings, and then I'd rope on the puppy in the easy ropings. And if my dad didn't go with us, it was always the same when I came home then. I'd come home and tell him, yeah, you know, I roped good on cash. I probably won a little bit on him, did well with my partners. Then I jumped on the puppy for the last smaller roping. He took away my shot here. He made it tough on me there. Man, I'm just, I can't win on him. He'd always just be like, Hunter, man, you got to give it time. You got to wait and see how much you're going to like him. I'm telling you, you're going to love him. Just keep doing what you're doing. Stay hooked with him and just trust that this whole process is going to work. So you might have already heard this story, but last December, about two weeks before the World Series Finals in Vegas, the biggest roping of the year by far. I mean, to win one of those ropings, they pay over $300,000. Oh, man. So we're two weeks out. We're practicing really, really hard. And my good gray horse, Cash, he gets hurt in a dumb accident, driving to a little roping. He cut himself in the trailer. Like, just a freak accident. I, we've hauled that trailer with those horses a million times. It's never happened again. Never happened before. Just super random. And if you had been listening before and you heard this story, you probably remember, but I was panicked. I did not know what I was going to do. Biggest roping of the year coming up. My favorite horse. I had so much confidence on him. I had been practicing so well on him. And then it all gets taken away. And my game plan just went through the card shuffler. Like, I did not know what to do. I was trying to ride other people's horses. I was trying to ride the puppy. And then finally, my dad and I kind of just talked about it. And he was like, man, you got to trust the puppy and, and just bring him along. He can do it. Well, you know, just kind of like my plan went through that card shuffler then, I think most people's investing game plan and their financial game plan needed a reevaluation over the last three or four months. Whether or not people have done that's a different story, but I think it was a necessary thing to look over and make sure that things were still headed in the right direction. You know, what you'd been sticking with and knowing well over the last maybe 10 years, it was hitting a dang brick wall all of a sudden. Well, so I had two weeks until Vegas. I rode the puppy every single day. And at first, it was still a struggle. He was still getting hot in the box. He was still being scotchy. Then all of a sudden, he got a little better and a little better and a little better. And by the time we got to Vegas, in my mind, he was one of the best heel horses in that arena. He worked outstanding. He didn't get nervous during the short round. And during the short round, guys, at the we rope at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Vegas. I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but that arena is pretty big. It holds almost 5,000 people in it. And during the short rounds, you know, usually there's people standing everywhere because it's so filled up. The music's going, the lights are going, people are cheering, my heart's racing a million miles an hour. And the puppy walked into that box and stood like a soldier. He didn't blow up, he did nothing wrong. The steer left the chute, he ran his heart out, made a perfect corner, hard stop, and just worked like a champ. And my dad and I made a clean eight-second run, and we took 16th out of 700 teams and made a good amount of money. You know, there's no chance that would have happened if I didn't trust him and put in the right steps all the months prior before I even ever knew I would need him for such a huge situation. And believe it or not, everyone kind of laughs now, he's my favorite over cash. I still ride them both, but, you know, at the bigger ropings now, the puppy's the one that's getting the call. 
And I don't know why this popped in my head as I was looking at models. I mean, I guess I think about team roping a lot too. <laughs> I have all sorts of thoughts running through my head all day. But I started thinking about it because I remember just being pretty worried three months back. I mean, just to be completely honest, it was nerve wracking. It was a scary time. I was losing sleep over clients losing money. I wanted to make changes that would win now. And I was just a little worried. But just like when Cash went down with his injury, I spent a lot of time reevaluating my game plan I had with my clients, and I called every single one and told them exactly what I wanted to do with them. So while other people were panicking and selling and sitting in cash on the sidelines, I told you guys I was buying into distressed positions that I thought would still do well throughout all this and even after the virus is over. And at first, you know, we were still losing some and it was scary. I was questioning my choices. I mean, was the coronavirus as bad as people were saying that we would never recover? I didn't really believe that, but you know, that thought's in the back of your mind. But like I talk about on here all the time, I knew these were good long-term picks and I knew things were going to change. So I've just been going through the numbers and I'll tell you the numbers I've been looking at to give you some perspective. But you know, before I do that, I always tell people, I will never sell someone or take on a client based on perform past performance. If the market loses 30% in a year, I have zero magic models that will still make you 10%. So with that being said, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of perspective of what I was looking at here. So although we never lost as bad as the major indexes, because remember, our models are built to handle volatility like this. However, with the trades that I made and more down days to follow those trades, my more aggressive models were down between 16 to 20% year to date. I mean, I know there are people who lost a heck of a lot more during that time, but shoot, those are still scary numbers. And that's an easy time to panic, to want to sell everything and sit in cash. And you're just scared it's going to continue to drop and drop and drop. And I had clients that were wanting to do that. They were questioning whether we should just sell everything and wait for this to blow over. But that definitely would not have been the right move. And I'm very glad that I didn't do that. Now looking at everything with all my clients that have been with me. So I'm only going to talk about my clients that had been with me for over a year because those that have gotten into the market and, and started working with me over the last three or four months, they had the most impeccable timing, so their models are just out the roof. But for clients that have been with me over a year, you know, year to date, the Dow Jones is down about 16%. The S&P is down about 9%. Looking over that same year to date time period, all my clients are down at most 3%. And a lot of them are actually already making money again. And over the last trailing year, all clients are positive making money. You know, obviously everyone wants to do well in an up market. And that's where some people got hurt, getting too aggressive in an up market. But really, one of the most important things is to save on the downside. People don't realize that losing 18% on the downside doesn't mean you only need 18% to make that back up and get to net zero. So that's something that we take super, super seriously and work really hard on is to limit our downside. And it's proven to be working right now. So again, I'm not saying this whatsoever to like brag or, or sell people on returns or numbers or percentages or anything like that. But what I do emphasize with my clients and my prospects is the process that we take on our investment strategy is very purposeful and it's proving itself during one of the craziest times in market history. And guys, who knows? We could have another wave of this virus and our cards could get shuffled again. But with our strategic process, I am more than confident we will come out successful on the other side. So if you are somebody who struggled to find or even just stick with a solid game plan during all this volatility, guys, I'd urge you to head over to my website at hunterlowry.com and click on the schedule a call with me tab right there. I would love to help you out like I've been able to help so many others during all this. And you know, overall, it's just crazy being around animals so much. 
It leads to so many analogies to investing and just life lessons. I'm always learning from the puppy. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Don't ever hesitate to reach out to me on any social media platforms with questions or just to say hi. Appreciate it and have a great rest of your day, everybody.